All right, we got another episode of previews. Before before we get to the previews, oh well, I should say hello and welcome to episode five hundred eighty nine of Under the Cull of MS. But before we get to the previews, we're going to talk about some graphic novels of the past. Starting out with Behind the Ink, Faith Eric Aaron Hicks. Faith Aaron Hicks exemplifies how the motto, Just Do It, can really work out for you. Starting out as an animator, Hicks decided to try her hand at writing and drawing webcomics for fun. That fun resulted in a multi-award winning webcomic, Demonology 101. Hicks never let her lack of formal drawing training stop her from doing what she wanted. She kept at her craft until she became proficient enough to get noticed. Some artists go to comic conventions and do portfolio reviews. I've never done this, she says. Other people self-publish mini-comics. I've never done this either, she says. Other people go to comic drawing college. Haven't done this either. I made lots and lots of web comics and eventually made enough comics and and got good enough at drawing that publishers noticed me. It's weird that it happened that way, but it did. Let's see. So yeah, this just goes behind the ink and you get to learn more about her faith, Aaron Hicks. And yeah, that would be interesting if I read her books. Although I do like her artwork, she, I think she did a pretty damn good job. But that's what it does. Practice, practice, practice. Practice makes perfect. All right, I got Roller Girl, written by art by Victoria Jameson, published by Dial Books. Allison Bechtel created a test, so to speak, to measure the presence of women in workshop. It's three simple requirements... Include that a work must have, number one, have at least two named women. Two, who talk to each other. And number three, about something other than a man. It would appear to be a cinch to pass, but that's not the reality of it. One analysis of 6,387 films show that only 57.6% pass all three stipulations and 10.3% pass none of them. And that's just film. Novels, both graphic and prose, aren't as well researched, though any avid reader will tell you it's evident just how many literary works also fail the simple test. It's like Roller Girl by Victoria Jameson, however, is one work which can proudly proclaim that it obliterates the Bechtel test like a Power Ranger would a putty patroller. It's a girl with roller skates on the cover. Alright. Got In Real Life, written by Cory Doctorow, art by Zhen Wang, published by First Second. In real life, 
Anda's your typical teenage nerd, but on Coors Gold Online, she's a badass fighter and hero to the downtrodden. When her guildmate approaches her about a mission to take down a group of gold farmers, players who spend all day collecting currency to sell to other players for real-world money, sounds like cryptocurrency, she jumps at the chance to prove her mettle and take down the bad guys who are ruining her favorite game. During her battles, she meets a gold farmer named Raymond. As it turns out, Raymond's not the money-grubbing monster and a pictured gold farmers to be, but a battered Chinese boy roughly her age who loves coarse gold and is working himself sick to make ends meet. Suddenly, Anda sees another side to the gold farmers she assumed were ruining her game out of greed, opening her eyes to the many shades of gray in her black and white world. Sounds like an interesting story. If you're into that stuff. Now we got Salonin, written by Art by Inyo Asano, published by Viz Media. You're done with high school done with college, and you finally got a job that pays above minimum wage. The only problem is, the job sucks. Or maybe the job doesn't really suck. It's just kind of there, eating up so many hours of your increasingly short life, preventing you from going after what you truly desire, or preventing you from even even figuring out what you truly desire. Like many of us, Miko Inouye's Going through one such quarter-life crisis, and though she doesn't exactly know what she wants out of life, she knows she's not getting it. Alright, we're going to end that there, and we will get back with new items coming out in the near future. With our previews, reviews, and hopefully you can find something that you can pick up at your local comic shop or online or wherever you like to buy your comics. We'll get back to you again with those in a bit. All right, we're back with more things to buy in the future, starting with something that has a special video game homage cover that is... Pretty kick-ass, because it's a play on the old Castlevania video game cover. But we got Helicious, Volume 2, Number 1, by Behemoth Entertainment, LLC Massive. Oh, let's see here. It's a tribute to the legendary video game cover of Castlevania. Don't miss this chance to get these brand new cover releases the sold-out debut issue of Halicious. Okay, so these are only specialty covers that you can get for something that's came out apparently a while ago. But why would it have come out a while ago? I don't understand. Yeah, these are different. Soon to be an animated series starring Anthony Kiedis of the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Meet Cherry, the devil's prankster granddaughter, and the cutest Grim Reaper in hell. 
She loves everything about her home, its burning landscapes, its horrific inhabitants, and especially her demonic family. But she's lonely. She might look like a little girl, but she's much too powerful for the imps and damned inhabitants of the underworld. There's only one soul who Cherry thinks might be a good playmate, Satan-worshipping death metal frontman Briggy Bundy. The bad news is he isn't dead yet, but Cherry won't let a little thing like that keep them apart. And all hell breaks loose when Sherry defies the order of the afterlife to finally have the best friend she's always wanted. I just don't know. I mean, they got to cover ABC, so I think the video game variant covers might just be something they're going to do on each issue. And you can get the regular size styled covers otherwise, but just have to wait and see. Next up, we got Halloween Volume 1, Seekers of the Seven Keys, trade paperback. Pumpkin Fans Unite. Seekers of the Seven Keys explores the iconic cast of characters depicted on album covers from the legendary German heavy metal band, known as the Godfathers of Melodic Speed Metal. The mystical seven keys have been lost, and the keeper wants them back. But he's not the only one looking, and when teenage siblings stumble upon the quest, they embark on a 1980s-style science fiction fantasy adventure filled with horror tropes, campy characters, and throwback humor for which the band is known. I might have... Yeah, we'll see. That's by Opus Comics. I like the Halloween franchise, but what I've seen of it at least. We got Hockey Girl Loves Drama Boy by First Second. It should have been a night of triumph for Alex's hot hockey team. But when her mean girl team captain Lindsay goes after Alex with her cruelest big yet. Alex loses what remains of her self-controlled and her self-control and punches Lindsay out. Before she knows it, their coach is dragging Alex off Lindsay, and her invitation to the Canada National Women's U18 team's summer camp is on the line. Alex is shaken. She needs to learn how to control this anger. And she is sure Ezra, the popular employee's theater kid from her grade, is, is the answer. So she asks for his help. But as they hang out and start to get closer, Alex learns that there is more to Ezra than the cool front he puts on. And that maybe his, this friendship could become something more. Okay, I gotta... That's a little bit better. I had to boost my settings here for some reason. Everything on my screen shrunk down. Okay, now I got 
everything's all mixed up on my pages. What the hell? <laughs> Something happened. Okay. We got Homeland Number Zero by Advent Comics. This series chronicles the adventures of the brave men and women of America's Covert Project Homeland program and their struggles as America's frontline defense against all enemies, foreign, domestic, and superhuman. Well, give us a little taste of what the storyline's going to be next. We don't care about just the character consistency. Yeah, Homestead number one of four by Source Point Press. North Dakota, 1868. Retired soldier Bill Simmons begins a new life with his new family on land issues to him on land issues to him as part of the Homestead Act. Unbeknownst to him, the land has been given overlaps with he has been given overlaps with ter- territories occupied by the Lakota including a proud warrior and a zealous medicine man willing to go to supernatural extremes to protect their way of life. Dirk Manning and Les Gardner join forces with consultant Raoul Blackhawk to tell an emotionally investing story about family and the lengths people will go to protect their own. Next up we got... How to Completely Lose Your Mind, Indie Band, Graphic Novel by Mango. A wild road trip of performance highs, self-doubt lows, and determination. A world record smashing music tour through 50 states in 45 days. Together, Eric Stevenson and Elizabeth Jansowicz perform as the band Pocket Vinyl, where Eric slams on the piano and sings with Elizabeth, or while Elizabeth creates a large oil painting on stage. In these artists' graphic novel, watch as they take on their biggest challenge yet, to tour the whole nation in just 45 days, breaking the record for the fastest time a band has played in all 50 U.S. states. Yeah, Howie the Hellhound, number one by Scout Comics. Satan's favorite pet, Hellhound, a Hellhound named Howie, escapes the pits of hell and settles down with a human owner, Luis, in New York City. But when hell's forces rise to take back what's theirs, the pair must find a way to be way to come out the other side and earn the fresh start at life they both crave. Howie the Hellhound is a supernatural dramedy filled to the brim with heart, danger, and laughs, along with a sprinkle of fire and brimstone. Okay, a variety of books so far. Looks like a lot of young adult style ones that we've come across. Ooh, awesome. Here's a good one. It's Jeff, the Jeffverse, number one one shot by Marvel Comics. The dangerously adorable Jeff the Land Shark returns. 
Jeff the Land Shark embarks on another series of madcap adventures with guest spots from some of your favorite heroes. Whether he's orchestrating a pet shop takeover or solving a high-stakes mystery like what's the best street food snack, the answer will shock you, true believer. Jeff is flipping his fantastic fins all over the Marvel Universe, stealing hearts and cookies with equal impunity. Collecting issues number 13 to 24 of the hit Infinity Comics series from the Marvel Unlimited app, this one shot features a brand new cover and never before seen story from beloved creators Kelly Thompson and Gura Hero. I will get anything that's Jeff the Land Shark. Oh, I can't stop yawning all of a sudden. Start doing these and I... reading is making me tired. <laughs> Jay Garrett, The Flash, number one by DC Comics. Jay and his long-lost daughter race side-by-side in the present day, spinning out of the events of Stargirl, The Lost Children, and Justice Society of America. Jay Garrick is reunited with his long-lost daughter, Judy. After being pulled from the timeline, Judy returns to a world where she and her dad aren't the only ones that ride the lightning. But is there enough space for her in Jay and Joan's life? And can they keep up with their teenage daughter and make up for lost time? Yeah. We'll have to see. How come it's all their children having the powers now? <laughs> uh, we will see. Some of the new characters are alright, some are eh, and some aren't worth reading at all. <laughs> Here's a fun one. We got Jungle Drama number one by Keen Spot Entertainment. What do you get when two beautiful jungle girls set their sights on the same dreamy jungle hunk? You get drama. Jungle drama. What stunts will these two Beauties pulled to get the guy of their collective dreams. And furthermore, is he even worth the trouble? Tarzan meets Riverdale in this fun romp through swinging single life in the jungle. Includes bonus pull-out poster. And this is written by our friend Troy Dungara. That's been our Crimson Call Comic Club. And as part of the cartoonist by night. Uh, YouTube videos and art by Danny Harrell. And I believe we're going to have the that creative team on an upcoming Crimson Colored Comic Club podcast, so watch out for that. That'll be coming out pretty soon, I would think. The release on this is 10-11. So, we got Justice League versus Godzilla versus Kong, number one, by DC Comics. That's interesting, little collaboration. Heroes and monsters collide in this crossover re- over event of the year. 
The cataclysmic crossover event of the year is here as the DC Universe clashes with Legendary Monsterverse and Justice League versus Godzilla vs. Kong. Clark Kent is enjoying a night off with a very important dinner planned with his girlfriend Lois Lane when the entire city shudders under the weight of the monstrous Godzilla who emerges from the bay. What started as a routine clash between the Justice League and the Legion of Doom takes a dangerous turn when the wall wall between when the wall between worlds is breached. With Godzilla Kong and the Monsterverse emerging on DC's Earth, what ensues will be a brawl of unprecedented scale and destruction from acclaimed writer Brian Busilato and best-selling artist Christian Dutz. <sighs> Need to take a swig there. All right. We got... Nope. Last Detective Redemption, number one, one-shot by Opus Comics. In a near future, New Amazon, a deadly synthetic drug, promises dreams fulfilled, but delivers a painful death within five days. The police commissioner, haunted by her sister's murder 20 years ago, enlists legendary detective Joe Santos, who has been living in seclusion. With an android companion, they dive. They dive into the heart of the investigation that shattered Santos' life. Can they uncover the truth and bring justice before time runs out? Prepare for a thrilling journey through the dark underbelly of New Amazonia, where redemption, sacrifice, and unbreakable bonds collide. I mean, no, just no. No one is going to invent a drug that is designed to kill you within five days. They can't make no money that way. They got to have a drug that will addict you. And you're going to want more and more and more. But they don't want you dying off from the drug because then they lose you as a customer. That's just a dumb concept. And unless you're trying to kill off the world... I don't know why you'd go for a drug form format. I think you'd just go for a food type of format or a drink thing that you could uh, spike. All right, let's talk about it. A Guide to Mental Health by the Center for Cartoon Studios or Studies. Oops. This warm and engaging comic offers concrete tips for dealing with stress, getting adequate adequate sleep, facing substance abuse, building resilience, facing depression, addressing suicidal ideation, and reducing stigma around mental health issues. Created in consultation with mental health experts and educators, Let's Talk About It was designed to be a resource to help address our country's mental health crisis. It's nice when they put something like that out. It's just 
you hope people get it, whereas it would be better just to put it out digitally for free on the internet. I mean, it's to help people out. Why you got to profit off it is beyond me. I seriously think stuff like that should be something that, hey, you're a cartoon comic book fan. You're having some problems, some bad thoughts, some bad issues. Here, click on this and read this. This might help cheer you up and put set you on a different little path. So try it out. And if you can't get what you're looking for from that, then call this number or do go talk to somebody and talk to a friend. But yeah, anything dealing with mental health should not have a price tag on it. It should be free. All right, we got Lovecraft. Call of Cthulhu, number one one-shot by Xenoscope Entertainment. H.P. Lovecraft is regarded as the greatest horror writer of all time. His works are filled with terrifying stories and horrible monsters. Fictional fantasies so frightening the mind can barely fathom them. Or so they seemed. Lovecraft's legacy and the terrible dreams that birthed his stories have been passed down to his great-grandson, and he is quickly learning that the monsters are all too real. And I was never a fan of H.P. Lovecraft. I always thought H.P. Lovecraft was a woman. I guess it's a man. Um, scary part about this is this is by Xenoscope Entertainment, and I just recently found out that Xenoscope Entertainment is currently working on a movie or a series. I think it's a movie, though. But I was hoping that it's going to run off like the Van Helsing character, the Robin Hood character, uh, Jekyll Hyde, and those type of characters. But now seeing this, H.P. Lovecraft being mixed into the Xenoscope world, I really hope that's not the route that they're going. I hope they focus on their long-running characters instead, but we will see. We got Macbeth, A Tale of Terror, trade paperback. By the pricking of my thumbs, something wicked this way comes. Deep within the walls of Castle Ducinane, a seed of madness begins to bloom. Spurred on by the prophecies of witches and the whispers of his scheming wife, Lord Macbeth plots the death of his friend, King Duncan. The one cruel act soon spirals out of control, and murder after murder erupts into a wave of chaos and violence that threatens to consume all of Scotland. Dun-dun-dun! Got the many deaths of Barnaby James, trade paperback by Dark Horse Comics. Every year the circus comes to town. However, the blacktop isn't like any you've seen before. 
Its performers were once dead, and they've been resurrected by their fearsome ringmaster, Aslan. Barnaby James, a young gravedigger, requests that Azion resurrects the love of his former life, Delilah. Time and time again, his pleas are rejected. Frustrated, Barnaby decides to steal Azion's magic wand and bring back Delilah himself. On his desperate journey to find her, Barnaby must overcome murders, cannibals, and sex slavers, not to mention the full fury of Aslan, or he might just find himself dead again. Alright, we got Mare Hollow, the Shoemaker, number one, by Scout Comics. The Shoemaker leads a simple life, taking care of his cat, making shoes, and enjoying success with his business in his simple little home in the town of Mare Hollow. The only thing it seems he could possibly want for his love, but when a beautiful woman, Ida, visits his shop, he may have just found it. It would seem the bright and peaceful town could almost be a little slice of heaven, if only there wasn't something about Mare Hollow that carried a forbidden darkness. After all, the terrors of one's own nightmares can only go ignored for so long. They have a Marvel Amazing Spider-Man Light Up Radioactive Spider by Running Press. That's pretty cool looking. You can have this little spider in the box that lights up. And the price tag they have on it, I don't know. It's, I think it's a little price gougy considering it reminds me of those prison prism things that you could blocks that you could buy and set on the light display and it would light up the insides of them. So I don't know. They also have a Marvel Hulk smash button with smashing sound effect. <laughs> so it's a big green fist that you just smash on and it just makes a sound. And then next up we got it's been a while since we heard anything from this run, but we have Marvel Zombies Black, White, and Blood number one by Marvel Comics. I like that they're adding them to the Black, White, and Red, Black, White, and Blood type series. Looks like we got Garth Enos, Alex Segura, Ashley Allen, Rachel Stott, Yavi, Yavi Fernandez, and Justin Mason all Jumping in on this book, we got an all-new era of Marvel Zombies. Uh, the Un, sorry, as there was a pop-up for our Archie Art Challenge or something I posted earlier today, and a certain person put a little note in it, so <laughs> I was reading that. Uh, the Undead Plague starts here. And you know it won't stop until everyone's in its clutches. This first of four action-packed, utterly original, gloriously gory anthology issues features Daredevil, Spider-Man, Moon Knight, and many, many more. 
Marvel heroes and villains beset by ever-growing zombie hordes. In a brutal blood-stained world, can hope survive? Or will creeping, gnawing, shambling horror win out at last? I am so happy they did this, and I will definitely be picking this one up. I hope it's a five-issue run like most of them. And they never tell. It's usually three of five. We got Michael Mouse one-shot. Not Mickey Mouse. Or not Mighty Mouse. It's Michael Mouse by Floating World Comics. Mitch Lomier's Michael Mouse follows the story of David Duck as he gets roped into completing one final job for his old pals Goonie and the titular Michael Mouse. Betrayal, abandonment, and murder abound in this action-packed drama. It's a story so fraught with catastrophe and angst that you'll forget you're reading a cartoon. That's fun. A murderous portrayal of Mickey Mouse-style characters. Yeah, I might have to check that one out. That <laughs> looks hilarious. Uh, we got Midlife, or How to Be a Hero at 50, number one, by Image Comics. Uh, Ruben Kwan is a 50-year-old firefighter who's been afraid of fire his whole life. Well, that's not a good profession to go into then. Instead of running into burning buildings, he pushes papers, living in the shadows of his father, who died a hero on the job. After 25 years in the LAFD, he's firmly in the middle of an unremarkable life until his new wife gets pregnant, and a random act of courage reveals that Reuben is fireproof. New York Times bestselling writer Brian Brusiletto teams up with Stefano Simone to tell the totally relatable, sometimes cringy story of a middle-aged dad who's about to find out that his new powers have major strings attached. Alright, we got enough for another one here. This one's got issue 1 and 2 coming out back-to-back. We got Midnight Show number one by Dark Horse Comics. From the creators of The Sixth Gun and Manor Black comes the new supernatural horror series about monsters of the silver screen coming to life and wreaking havoc on a small town. Basil Saxon is a legend among horror fans. Over 50 years ago, he vanished during a freak accident on the set of the film that would have been his masterpiece. The cursed film, God of Monsters, was never completed and has never been seen. But when a film festival shows footage from the long-lost movie, classic horror monsters manifest to wreak havoc and terror on the unsuspecting populace. A ragtag group of misfits must band together to stop the most famous creatures of all time and send them back to the realm of celluloid nightmares. And they, like I said, issue two is coming out right after. Or, yeah, actually a month later, but they have them both listed in this, this month's catalog. So 
Let's see, we're out of time, so we'll stop it here and we'll get back with more stuff soon. All right, next up, we got Ministry of Compliance, number one by IDW Publishing. Uh, science, a new vision of science fiction with Ministry of Compliance. 37 years ago, Earth was secretly invaded by an alien force known as the Devolution. And they have been shaping the direction of humanity And they have been shaping the direction humanity has been going in ever since to prepare us to be assimilated into their empire. The devolution has 13 ministries, each responsible for manipulating a different aspect of human life. The Ministry of Compliance, the most feared of all the ministries, led by the fierce Abigail Cena, Make sure all the ministries stay in line and remain focused on the devolution's mission. As it appears, the ministry's mission is on the verge of being completed and Earth will be assimilated. Things begin to go terribly wrong and a conspiracy among the ministries breaks out that Abigail must deal with head on. Yeah, I don't want to read about a future with where a bunch of religious kooks are running everything still. Uh, we got Mitch number one by Scout Comics. And I can see why they run everything. They don't have to pay taxes and they can molest whoever they want and get away with any type of crime they do. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> Mitch number one by Scout Comics. Mitch mixes comedy, science fiction, and urban fantasy with character Mitch as the anthropomorphic lead juxtaposed to the seemingly realistic world of the late 90s. It's Chunky Roger Rabbit with a bad temper meets Indiana Jones set in a Sam Raimi's looking cityscape. It's a story about one furry guy on a quest to find his true origin unintentionally stumbling into adventure, mystery, and a secret ongoing extraterrestrial conflict over Earth and its unsuspecting occupants. And the cover doesn't look that enticing, but the story kind of grabs me. I guess I'll just wait and see where it goes and check out the trade down the road, maybe. We got Monster Fun Halloween Spooktacular 2023 by Rebellion. It's Halloween, so come and join the paranormal party. Our favorite holiday of the year is here, and we are celebrating with a bumper 48-page Monster Fun Spooktacular as well as our usual gang of gruesome guys and gals we have some exciting new strips including the first part of Krabby's crusaders think power rangers meets ben 10 with extra quizzes a new global ghoulie and the winning entry to our draw monster monster competition 
plus the conclusion to the awesome Steel Commando strip. This is a treat that you can't do without. I didn't know they had to draw a monster competition. See, that's what happens when you don't keep up with the books. I like their books, but a couple of stories weren't grabbing me, so I didn't pick them up. Now I have to regret it. <laughs> uh, they're resoliciting Monsters Cleanup Guide, number one and two, if you missed out on that in the past. They have Monsters of Metal, volume one, trade paper by back by Opus Comics. I've been reviewing these and have been loving them. This is, it doesn't say which issues, Monsters of Metal, Metal. Written by director Jason Howden and Lexi Leon, takes iconic creatures on a riotous tour as a heavy metal band in this riotous send-up of life on tour. With a blend of mythical beings and electrifying music, this unique spectacle unleashes chaos and mayhem Join the band as they confront the dreaded Krampus and rock the stage with unruly magic in the headbanging adventure. So yeah, this must have been just the one run. Surprised they don't say which number of comics, but... Alright, we got Moon Knight versus Werewolf by Night, Marvel Tales number one. One shot by Marvel Comics. A classic rivalry. Rival, rivalry is renewed as we celebrate the legend's legacy of the House of Ideas with Marvel Tales. Mark Spector, Moon Knight, made his debut as a silver-clad mercenary hunting Jack Russell, the werewolf by night. And in Moon Knight, 1980, number 29-30, the acclaimed creator team of Doug Mensch and Bill Sankowski presented their first rematch. But can Moon Knight help an out-of-control werewolf under the dark influence of some terrible enemies? Plus, Jack sets Mark on a collision course with the vigilante known as the Shroud. In Solo Avengers number 3 by Roger Stern and Bob Hall. And in Mark Spector Moon Knight number 52-53 to by Terry Cavanaugh and James Fry, the charismatic X-Man Gambit finds himself... In the deepest place of all, caught between Moon Knight and the Werewolf. That's a pretty good variety of stories. I might have to pick that one up, even though I believe I've read or heard all of those stories before. We got Mundus Tenebris, number one of three from Blood Moon Comics. Not everything that happens is as it seems. Father David, after a failed exorcism, experiences a crisis of faith that leads him to question the pure, to question the purity of the church he serves. A mysterious woman will cross his path with an offer to answer his questions. But who is she? Will Father David be prepared for the truth? Mundus Tenabris is a path of discovery through the darkness. Do you dare to walk it with David? Dun, dun, dun. 
I got My Little Pony, Best of Applejack, number one one-shot by IDW Publishing. Enter Ponyville's resident farm gal. From uncovering a super-secret family pie ingredient to teaching her little sis the meaning of courage, revisit some of the moments that made Applejack the most dependable pony around. This collects My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, number 72 and 85, and My Little Pony, Friends Forever, number 8 and number 15. Why are they doing a collection for a one-shot? Why wouldn't they just make a trade paperback? That's kind of weird. All right, we got My Little Pony, Black, White, and Blue, number one, one-shot by IDW Publishing. Sorry, every pony. It seems our printer ran out of pink, purple, yellow, green, and red. Ah, well, all the colors except black, white, and blue. What to do with all this blue? Hmm. Oh, drum roll, please. In Misty's first comic appearance, every pony's favorite blue pony is in Maritime Bay for a sleepover with the main. Five. But when every pony wakes up, all the color is gone. It kind of looks like Violet and Sky's favorite old TV show. Be twitched. At least the years it was in black and white, but every pony can still see blue for some reason. Determined to make the best of a gloomy situation, V and Sky put together a plan to spread cheer. Meanwhile, Izzy helps the distraught Misty see the beauty in messy situations using the power of unicycling. Join us for a magical one-shot of color calamity before returning to your regular scheduled programs. Well, since this is a one-shot and it's in the format of the black, white, and red, black, white, and gold, black, white, and blue... I might just have to <laughs> pick that one up. Uh, we got New York Ninja Super Special 2 from Floating World Comics. Vinegar Syndrome's cult hit returns. It's 1986. The streets are flooded by a radioactive drug called DK. The police are clueless, but Ninja and the kid are on the case. But do they have what it takes to take on this new scourge? Plus, there's a new vigilante in New York City. And she ain't no cream puff. <laughs> I would do it, except for the price tag. It's not saying it's a trade paperback, but that's almost trade paperback pricing. So... Without knowing how many pages are in there, I can't fall into that. We got Knights Number One by Image Comics. Supernatural creatures exist among the common folk, and America is compromised of just 31 states, or is comprised of just 31 states. It's 2003, and Vince Okanma has lost his parents and moved in with his secret mercenary cousin and his video game making roommate when he befriends the greatest vampire who's ever lived. And that's just the first 20 pages. 
Welcome to Florida. A new vision of urban gothic adventure starts here. Youth is wasted on the young. Hmm. Cover looks interesting. But again, doesn't say how many issues. So I will wait to see where it goes and check out the trade. We got Noir is the New Black. Little Rock Files, number one by Fair Square Comics, LLC. Straight out of the pages of Noir is the New Black hit anthology, Detective Oosley's hands are full. Between the mysterious murder of teenager that everyone loved, the sudden eruption of a younger sister he did not know about, and the dirty laundry of local politicians and businessmen, there's much on his plate, but Oosley has a thick skin, and he knows Little Rock like no one else. When Black Noir meets Noir Kansas, no one is safe. All right, we got Operation Sunshine, number one, by Dark Horse Comics. Uh, Near Dark meets Ocean's Eleven, a group of young alienated vampires known as Bugs, plot to steal a magical object from ancient monstrous vampires to turn themselves back to human. Along the way, they uncover a sprawling monster underground, a top-secret plot run by the elder creatures, Eli, Eli Millet, vampire slayers and madness beyond imagining blocking their path to humanity ah, so many new vampire things I don't know I'll think about it again I could wait for the trade I got Paladin of Axes number one one shot by Image Comics Gary Dugan and David O'Sullivan of Analog Fame re-team on the perfect comic book to celebrate Halloween. It's the first appearance of Hector Smalley, a guitar tech known as the Paladin of Axes. He's working for the world's biggest rock band, and when he and the whole band are killed in a plane crash, it's unexpectedly just the beginning of his bad time. It's a sad, sad tale of working yourself to death. Literally. Equal parts Evil Dead and Time Bandits. This horror comedy will put a smile on your face on one page and punch it off on the page turn. Throw your horns up in the air for the Paladin of Axes. I love the cover. I just, I might check that one out since it's one shot. We got Phantom Halls one shot from Opus Comics. The nice EC horror comics parody style cover. A group of teens from the Occult Studies Club set out on an assignment, but quickly find themselves attempting to survive a night in a haunted mansion. Prepare to face the undead terrors that stalk the Phantom Hall. I wish they'd give us 
more info on that. Let's see if the parody cover says anything. Uh, it says featuring the goth, the jock, the nerd. They got a gal with a shotgun taking on a bunch of zombies. I don't know. Kind of up in the air with that one. I don't like how they take advantage of Halloween and using the 666 price tag for stuff just because of that little parody. I don't think this should have been priced that high by the description. I think they should have took a couple dollars off that price tag, but yeah, we'll have to see. There's a pop ads icons now that they're doing all these pop advertisement type pops. This one, you get the MTV moon person that in the commercial would be bouncing around the moon and plant the MTV flagpole. Very memorable from my childhood. They had the pop comic cover Star Trek number one Spock vinyl. Vinyl. Vinyl figure that comes with that Star Trek comic cover background. There's a Pop Comics Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles The Last Ronin PX vinyl figure. They got a Disney Nightmare Before Christmas 30th Anniversary Jack Skeleton in the lab vinyl figure. And these are obviously all by Funko. They have a Nightmare Before Christmas, 30th Anniversary, Jack Skeleton with Gravestone vinyl figure. They have the 30th Anniversary Pumpkin King. They have the 30th Anniversary Sally with Gravestone. They got the Pop Deluxe Nightmare Before Christmas, 30th Anniversary Jack with Christmas Town Door vinyl figure. And they also had the Halloween Town Door figure. Then they got the pop movie poster, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark vinyl figure, uh, a Dial of Destiny, Indiana Jones figure. They got the Killer Clowns from Outer Space, Baby Clown figure, and the Outer Space Fatso figure, and Pop Rocks. Snoop Dogg with Chalice final figure. And then there's a Punchline Sketchbook one-shot by Antarctic Press. If Bill Williams and Matt Weldon's fresh take on the superhero genre has inspired you, whether as a reader of or an artist, here's your chance to channel your own newfound narrative powers. Craft your own full-length comic adventure, short stories, or pinups for Versima, or any hero you choose. In this special sketchbook, or commission a collaboration by whatever creators you can corral. I don't get it. So is it just an empty comic book that you fill in yourself? It's a blank cover, so yeah, I might pick one up just for the blank cover part so I can draw a picture on it. But 
We'll see. We got Rad Wraith double feature number one by Scout Comics. To prepare for the long way to return of the cult hit Rad Wraith, Scout Comics proudly presents a one-volume collection of issues one and two of the modern skate punk horror classic. Rad Wraith is the story of a young skateboarder named Grom, who falls victim to a prank gone wrong and dies at the bottom of a half-pipe. What his killers don't know is that this half-pipe was built on cursed land. And now that curse is coming for them. This February, it's time to skate or die. That's a video game. Skate or die. Alright. Ranger Academy number one by Boom Studios. If you had a chance to join the Power Rangers, would you do it? 13-year-old Sage lives on an isolated lunar colony with her adopted father, but her days on the farm will change forever when she comes across a wreckage with wounded passengers, people from an academy training to be something called Power Rangers. Fresh off their free comic book day preview, preview, which I read and loved, acclaimed young adult author Maria Ingrid Mora and artist Joe Miyang introduce a bold new expansion of the Power Rangers universe for the first time. Discover the amazing school where Rangers are trained and find out for yourself which Ranger color you would join. Would you test your might as a Red Ranger? Never surrender as a Black Ranger? Inspire those around you as a Pink Ranger? Show no fear as a Yellow Ranger? Or prove that you're the smartest kid on the team as the Blue Ranger? Enroll today. Yeah, free comic book day. Story was great. It had me wanting more. And now here it is. But I will have to wait for a trade. See how many issues they go with it. We got Return of Superman, 30th Anniversary Special, number one one one-shot by DC Comics. Original creative team returns for new stories starring Superboy, Steel, The Eradicator, and Cyborg Superman. After the tragic events of more than 30 years ago when Superman met his end at the hands of Doomsday, Metropolis mourned the loss of their greatest hero and soon turned their attention to the search for his successor. Four Supermen rose to the challenge, Superboy, Steel, Eradicator, and Cyborg Superman, each with their own strengths and weaknesses. They fought in honor of the original Man of Steel, Little did they know, his return was just around the corner. (laughs) We got Revenants, Escape from New York Comic Con. Santa Fung PX edition, I don't know what that means. Um... By the comic book guys, two Belfast comic book store owners must navigate their way across continents in extreme conditions to the comic book mecca New York Comic Con. 
Armed with only their razor-sharp wit and a few priceless store props, they must use their unique set of skills to stop an Armageddon of monstrous proportions the only way they know how. Comic book style. With battle lines drawn in a high-stakes game of deadly destruction, the store owners must face their greatest challenge yet. Throw in a bear with attitude, some bloodthirsty ghouls, and a fanatical scientist hell-bent on a new world order? The scene is set for murder mayhem in the city that never sleeps and where you only get one bite of the Big Apple. Will they be able to stop the mad scientist's nefarious plans, save the world, and make it back home? Probably not. Alright, we got Rick and Morty Presents Fricky Friday, number one by Oni Press. From writer Michael Moraki and artist Jarrett Williams comes a body-swapping, mind-bending Rick and Morty adventure. Something is wrong with the Smith family. Well, more so than usual. Summer seems to think she's a super genius, and Jerry is acting like an adolescent teen. Well, that tracks, but he's acting a lot like Morty. Turns out someone is going around the multiverse and mind-swapping members of the Smith family left and right. The question is, why? As the real Rick and Morty hop around the multiverse, they soon discover the mastermind behind this unhinged plan to make a hive mind of all of the Ricks, can Rick and Morty put an end to this evil scheme before losing themselves? Dun, dun, dun. Oh, if they lose themselves, they'll just find themselves later on. We got Riot Force, number one of four, by Source Point Press. Listen up, soldiers. We ain't your parents' federal police. We're not bound by the same uniform codes as other units. We're elite warriors with amazing tech and amazing hair. When above the law criminals threaten the elite, we read them the riot act. And that's what we plan to do now and old enemies resurfaced. Potentially with a WMD. We're serving up a bombastic portion of toyetic 1980s cartoon-style action in our debut issue. So it's time to join up and throw down. Uh, I got San Julian's Witches' Sabbath, number one, one shot by Opus Comics. Centuries ago, a devoted musician, the Red Priest, was executed by witch hunters. His spirit lay trapped until a group of young women unwittingly resurrected him through a frenzied dance. Now he seeks revenge on his killer's descendants. Written by M.J. Wilson and inspired by the art of legendary Spanish artist San Julian. San Julian was a wonderful artist. I collected a lot of his art in my earlier, my teenage days. I still got 
a lot of it, but yeah, it's wonderful artist. Reminded me a lot of the whole uh, <laughs> come on. I mean, Frisetta, The Bells, I mean, all those artists just kind of all clicked together. And they all worked on all the same magazines and comics together. Lots of great things came out of those days. But we will have to end this here. We'll get back to you with more stuff very soon.